0: Hey guys, this week on our podcast, we are going to be discussing the topic of marriage means conflict. I think that um, a lot of people go through this idea of marriage be, being perfect and the fairy tale, but it definitely means that there will be conflict. So stick around.
1: Hey, I'm Rusty.
0: And I'm Heather.
1: And we're the Bryants, and this is the Redeemed Marriage Podcast.
0: We are here to encourage healthy marriages, strengthen wounded marriages, and begin the process of restoration to broken marriages.
1: We aren't licensed counselors, but we are a redeemed couple that loves the Lord and wants to help you journey through this messy, challenging, and fun part of life called marriage. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. This is Rusty and Heather Bryant back with you. We're excited to be back with another marriage topic and just to spend a little time with you, our listeners. Before we get started, just wanted to throw out again, if this podcast and our ministry has blessed you in any way, we would love it if you would take just a moment and give us a rating uh, on the podcast platform that you listen to um or a review would even be better and that just helps us to get our message and our podcast in front of more listeners so we appreciate that also those of you that share this with other people those of you that engage with us on social media it means a ton and so we just want to thank you for that and want to encourage you to keep doing that so here we go let's roll
0: Let's roll let's do All right, this. Right.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I think you already kind of intro yeah. this, but um, yeah, tell us why we why we're going to talk about this today.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, I just have been um I've been doing a lot of the answering on um social media lately because I finally figured out how to do it from my phone.
1: <laughs> well, and also, let's be honest, we we practice what we preach. That's right. And so, um Typically, and this is not always the case, because we have some really brave guys out there mm-hmm. that do reach out, but we do our best to try, if it's a female sure. that reaches out to us, um, then Heather responds, yeah. and if it's a male that reaches out, then I respond, and um, And sometimes we do, I mean, we do it together a lot of times. And And we we, talk about it. We talk about it I always read it. But my point was
0: that I was trying to do the ones once I got home on your computer that you had marked for me to do because they were women. And I just was having trouble finding time to do that. So you hooked me up with being able to do it to kind of toggle between both accounts Mm -hmm. on my phone and it's much easier. And I've just been overwhelmed lately by the number of people who reach out because there is conflict in their marriage and how there it is it is just um it's a it's an idea of because we have conflict something must be wrong mm-hmm. with our marriage and we've talked about this before that you and I both came from homes where there wasn't a lot of arguments, there wasn't arguments in front of us ever disagreements that was always done kind of behind closed doors. And so when we had our first argument, we were like, what's wrong? Mm -hmm. You know, something's wrong. But this is such a and I'm not just saying like, I don't want you to hear me say you're gonna argue, it's okay to argue and think, okay, I know and turn this off. Like there's some major conflicts that people are um, in and they're in what we like to call and have been taught this, the crazy cycle. One person gets mad and that, Causes the next person to get mad, and just goes on and on. And you feed each other's fears, and you feed feed each other's angers, and you just go round and round and round. Well, I've been, of course, encouraging um, people through this, and um, I told I've told our listeners before that I'm getting certified in biblical counseling, and I'm reading all sorts of books for that. And today, while we were traveling, I read chapter one. Of this marriage book, and the chapter literally start with starts with marriage means conflict. So I wanted to read this because I feel like a lot of our our listeners will be able to go, "Yep, yep, that's me." Uh huh. And and I want the point of today to be, "You're not alone. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're not alone."
1: Yep. And we can go into maybe some of the things that we get that people talk to us about. But I want you to start with this. And here's I've got to throw this out there to people, because if anybody's like me, when you hear somebody say, I'm going to read this to you, (laughs) it makes me want to poke my eyeballs out. (laughs) Why not your eardrums? I don't if you know. poke
0: your eyeballs out, you can still listen.
1: <laughs> but then if you look over and my eyeballs are poked out, you'll go, "Oh, I probably shouldn't <laughs> read this. I probably shouldn't take care of you because your eyeballs are poked out." <laughs> See and but how many times in our marriage have you gone? Let me read. I, this. Know, you, I know I know you hate this, but let me read this to okay. you. Okay. Well, so,
0: I'm going to read this to you, but you have permission to stop me at any point. I'm not stop it's
1: you. A, I'm, But I, what I'm doing—it's a little I'm, long. But what I'm doing is I'm telling people out there. I'm like, hey, okay. if you don't like that, you're with me. Okay. But we're going to listen to this Together. because this is this is okay. this is important. And
0: I'm a librarian who has listens and reads books a lot. So this is going to be fantabulous. You have a soothing voice. <laughs> That may mean it puts okay. us to that's sleep. That's right, that's right. Okay, stay with okay, me, friends. Here we go. It's not
1: super long. Let's be real. All right, go. I didn't say
0: it was super long. I said it's kind of long. Okay, and I'll try to read it fast, but it, you can also listen to this at 1.4. <laughs> it was Our 7.30 when Steve to turn the knob. Okay, here we, we go. Have,
1: we, have, we have good <laughs> friends, a good friend, and he's going to, I know he's going to comment because he comments just about uh-huh. every Monday morning after mm-hmm. he listens to this. Um, he lives way up in Virginia, so now you know exactly what I'm talking about, but he's like, like, hey, you know, I really want to get, we were going to do a Zoom call. He's mm-hmm. like, I really want to get on a Zoom call, but y'all are going to have to speak at one and a quarter speed because <laughs> right. I don't really know what y'all sound like anymore because I that's how I listen to you. I love it. So anyway, go ahead.
0: Okay, so here we go. It was 7.30 p.m. when Steve cautiously turned the knob on his front door and slipped into the house. He paused in the entryway to look for signs of life for his wife, Julie, sitting in the front room, reading or watching TV. For his children, Josh and Tori, hunched over their homework at the dining room table. Seeing no one, he headed quickly for the... Oops, I lost my place. The hallway, which led to the refuge of the master bedroom. But before he could complete his escape, Julie emerged from the kitchen, hands on her hips, to block his path. Finally, he's home, she said. Steve grunted, veering to slip past his wife. You said six. Julie moved over a step to cut him off. I got tied up. Third time this week you've gotten tied up, she delivered the last two words with air quotes and a sneer. The Hellman people called at 530. They're our best clients. What'd you expect me to do? Walk away? Julie snorted. You'll have to get your own dinner. I picked up something on the way home, Steve said. He dropped his shoulder and slid past her and headed for the bedroom, loosening his tie as he walked and hoping he was not being followed. And every, as everything went his way, Sorry, if everything went his way, that is, if Julie did not insist on putting him through a blow-by-blow replay of her and the kids' day, he would quickly change clothes, sneak into the den to do more paperwork. Or he would flee into the garage, where if he didn't have anything else to do, he'd find something. He'd rearrange the tool pegboard six times in the past month alone when he emerged from the walk-in closet he was tucking one of his casual shirts into his jeans julie was sitting at her vanity facing him guess what your son did today she said he looked at he looked at her arms crossed like a barricade on her chest and shook his head this is um body language by the way he brought home a b minus on yesterday's big math test steve eyebrows shot up josh had a big math test yesterday Some dad you are. It's all he's been talking about for the past three days. Well, I guess it just didn't register, Steve said. He zipped and buttoned his jeans and sat on the edge of the bed, a position that indicated interest but also gave him a perch from which he could flee the scene the moment the conversation lagged. Where is he now? He's in his room, and he'd better be studying his math. He didn't try to do well on the test? Well, he couldn't have. Our son is not a B-minus student. Well, maybe he didn't understand the material. That's impossible. He and I reviewed it for 2 hours the night before last. Well, maybe he had a bad day. Kids have bad days too, you know. You can't punish the boy for that, Julie snorted. Why do you always manage to take the kid's side in these matters, Steve? How can you? You don't even know he, you didn't even know he had a test and you immediately side with him in the interest of family peace. Steve left Julie's question unanswered. And Tori, he said, is she in her room too? Thursday night is gymnastics night, Julie said curtly. You know that. Oh, right. Thursday night is gymnastics. I get confused sometimes. She was in a foul mood this morning when I took her to school. She was still in a funk after school when I picked her up for swim training. She and Josh got into it at supper. She didn't even say goodbye to me when Miss Browning picked her up for gymnastics. Steve gave her a what can you do shrug. I'm worried about her, Julie said. She's been so sullen lately. Well, she's probably overtired. You've got her in lots of stuff. Julie's eyes flashed angrily. Oh, great. And now that's my fault too. I'm only trying to allow her to develop what her God-given abilities are in as many activities as possible. I always thought that was a good thing. All I'm saying is she's not got something, that she's got something almost every night it seems. Julie stood. And all I'm saying is it would really help me out if I could count on your support with the children or at a minimum if you were around once in a while so we could discuss the children's lives and how best to bring them up. You know I'm very busy at work these days, Julie. I can't remember you ever not being busy. It's been absolutely crazy down there. Tell me one thing, Steve. Please tell me when it's not going to be crazy down there. Next week? The week after that? When? Steve had no answer. It's always crazy there, Steve. So crazy you don't have any time for your family. You come home at 730 if we're lucky. And when you are home, it's like you might as well not be. If your mind isn't on a work project somewhere, you run off to the den to do more work the minute you get home or you trot out to the garage to do who knows what, I have to corral you in the bedroom just to talk to you. Steve paused to rally his forces. When she attacked his work, she attacked him. He could not let that slide, peace or no peace. I work hard, Julie, he said, his voice rising, because that's what God tells me to do. You make it out to be a crime that I'm committed to my job. We should both be thankful that the Lord has led me to a vocation that I'm good at and I enjoy. No, what a crime is, is the way you ignore your wife and kids. God is not commanding you to be so wrapped up in your work that you pay hardly any attention to us. That's the crime. Steve jumped to his feet and jabbed a finger at his wife. Well, I didn't hear you complaining when I bought you that new minivan and the new living room set. Where do you think that $4,000 came from? All I want is a little of your precious time, Steve, just a tiny bit of your attention. And the tuition for the kids. You think the fees and all this stuff, Steve practically spat out the word, you've got them in and clothes and you spending money. Who do you think's raising these kids, carting them to their activities, being interested in their, that's not the point, Julie, Steve was shouting now. You wouldn't be doing any of that without my paycheck. Well, maybe we ought to start ignoring you too, just like you ignore us, Julie shouted back. Well, I'd be happier if you did anyway. What does that mean? It means you're on my back constantly and it never stops. You nag and nag and nag. Well, you're a poor excuse for a Christian father. That's all I'm going to say. Steve started for the bedroom door. In fact, I'm going to let you start ignoring me right now. And he bolted down the hallway. Julie followed. Where are you going? I'm going out. Where? Steve was at the front door. Anywhere you aren't.
1: Oh, mm, man. That made
0: me sad. Well,
1: okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in first because as I was listening to you, and I did, I had my eyes closed. You did I was have not your asleep, but kind of freaked me out. I I struggle to listen to somebody read to me, but I but I followed you during that. But I was thinking all this stuff as I was listening to that. The biggest thing that I was thinking is, okay, people are listening to this. And the sad thing is, is that in our mind,
0: mm-hmm. we
1: think, we, we think a lot of people, a lot of people deal with this. Like, I'm even in my mind going, I bet 90 to 95%. But here's the thing we don't know that.
0: Yeah. Like, we
1: really don't know that because people. Are not honest about their marriages. That's right. And so, as people are listening to this, they're thinking a couple of things. They may be thinking, "Oh my gosh, that sounds just like my house right. every single night." They may be thinking, "That's not conflict. That's normal, right?" Like, what's wrong with that? Right. They may be thinking, "Oh my, or maybe they're maybe they're not like that, and they're thinking, "Oh my gosh, uh, they there's really <laughs> like <laughs> we, everybody's yeah, we like have that." Better. I don't know. Like I'm like I'm saying, here's let's let's just say this book is almost like a textbook it's right. not really a textbook it's something written or it was produced by focus on the family. They do a lot more research than we've done right so basically they're saying this is normal in America. Right. I believe that too, sure. so I'm saying yes, I believe that too right so the reason why I think we all have such a big problem with this. Is because, like you said, when we got married, we didn't see this in our house. Now, some people that are listening are like, oh, my gosh, I saw that. I saw beatings. I saw, you know, all kinds of stuff. So that's why it's a little bit hard for us to talk about. But when we come at it from just how we got into marriage, when this kind of stuff started happening, it was like, whoa, this isn't the way marriage is supposed to be because we didn't see that in our own upbringing. Right. And so it did sort of freak us out a little bit. Well, I know I'm rambling because I don't even really know how to address this because there's so many stinking angles to right. come at this sure. from. Sure. I mean, well,
0: and I, you know, I've I've read a little bit past that, but I would think that we're going to talk about every single thing because as it, we went through it, I was like, oh, that was this, or that you know, there were so many different areas that we could talk about in that you know the disrespect the um I mean her throwing his job I mean there's so many things that were wrong quote quote wrong with that but I think that as you hurt and things are said all you want to do is hurt back does that make sense Mm -hmm. so like if I mean it started off completely with you know he's he's home late Mm -hmm. and then You know, he didn't stand a chance the moment he walked in the door. And I think that a lot of people, I mean, I remember being a stay-at-home mom and being home with the kids all day. And even if you had not done anything wrong, I I just had it by the time you got home, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But what, and we don't have to talk about every little thing that went wrong in that in that story but my point is that from the moment he came home she was crawling him and then he got defensive and they were back and forth back and forth back and forth blame shifting. she's blaming him for never being there he's blaming her for having too the kids in too many activities you know and and it just keeps going back and forth and back and forth and there's no There's no way that's going to end well. Mm -hmm. And so what my point, my, my point in wanting to read that and in this discussion is that I think we feed off of each other's hurt and each other's anger so many times that we just get in this cycle of hurt and conflict. So you guys
1: that listen to us regularly, you know this about us that Heather can just kind of talk and she can just, you know, just talk about a subject and doesn't really have to have any structure to it. And when I'm listening to this, I'm going, "All right, we got to put some things in some boxes somehow." Right. I mean, we got to we got to look at it and go, "Okay, is this normal?" And if somebody has normalized it in their marriage, then what is it doing to their marriage? Right. And And if it's normalized, where is it going to lead? Because I can guarantee you that these messages that we get from people, they're not saying, oh, when my husband comes home at night, we have conflict because we're talking about our children and all the activities that they're in. Like... That's just the starting point, right. because what we get is it's already way past that. I That's mean, right. we've got we've got affairs going on. We've mm-hmm. got people that have turned their back on God. Mm-hmm. We've got people that have said their spouse is addicted to pornography. We've got stuff that you know people are saying. Um, you know, my my husband has completely left and doesn't care anything That's about right. the kids and it's, abuse and yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. so much bigger. So those people are going. Uh, we're way beyond right. this discussion. That's right. But there are these people that are like, that's us every night, and we've just normalized that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I guess what I want to know, and maybe in your reading and all your discussions and stuff... <laughs> And maybe you haven't gotten there yet. You say, Oh, come back. I'll finish reading this at some point. <laughs> it was kind of like when, <laughs> when, when my we we took karate at my church one time Cobra Kai. It wasn't Cobra Kai, Cobra. but we took karate one time at my church and and we learned like a move to get out of. And I just remember some people joking and saying, Well, what happens if somebody comes and puts a different move on me? Am I going to have to say, Come back next week? I'll <laughs> see if I've learned that. You know, like <laughs> if they're right. walking down an alley and somebody puts them in some hole. So, anyway, that's sort of how i feel it's like well i don't know that we have answers but we may be able to come back to you and say hold on that we'll come back after we've read that part Mm -hmm. of the book anywho (laughs) um cobra kai we're just we're just (laughs) we're getting excited because we're gonna finish watching that series tonight uh so what so my question to you is do you think that that what you just read do you think that that is I mean, is that an overwhelming majority of people that deal with something similar to that on a regular basis?
0: Well, I, yes. But I also think that there's two different groups of people that are listen, that just listen to that. The first group is going to go, yep. I mean, it may not be exactly like that, but that's how my household sounds most nights. is yay, yay, back and forth, nag, 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 fussing, 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 fussing that type of thing. Or, well, I said two. There's three. There's that, or they're the people that you mentioned that are going. Yeah, we are way beyond that. Yeah, I wish it was. I just wish that. it was. I wish we were just fighting over the math test, right. mm-hmm. you know, or how many activities mm-hmm. we're in. But then I also think that there's going to be a group of people that are like, "Gosh, do people's house homes really sound like that?" Mm-hmm. And maybe we're not doing that bad you know I mean maybe it could be an encouragement um to them but I do think with everything in me that it's a slip that conflict is a very slippery slope yeah and that it starts with just a little something and then it goes downhill really fast and you normalize it and it becomes something you expect and and you just kind of like, well, when he starts in on this next time, mm-hmm. I've got this, this, and this. I'm going to throw out. And so, but to answer your question, yes, I think that there's that. This is this is typical for a lot of homes. So
1: I think the encouragement that needs to come is if, well, first of all, your the title of this was marriage means conflict. All right, you put two people together a man and a lady and a, a man and a woman both sinners we've talked about this you bring them together there is going to be conflict mm-hmm. period if you don't if you don't already know that then i don't know i don't even know what to say cuz there's just conflict so people may look at this and go okay that's a no brainer yes we're going to have conflict but where the, i think the problem is is that when we don't deal with it and we normalize it to a point where this particular situation that you read I think has become so normal for this family that it's like I want to get away Mm -hmm. and then it becomes all right well I've got to get away in such a way that it's going to lead to this or this or this Mm -hmm. or this and so that's where I think at some point you need to say yes we recognize that there's going to be conflict but it's how we deal with and handle the conflict." That's going to decide the future of our marriage and the future of our family. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I think that what I really, when you and I went through, so for those of you that are like, hey, somebody told me about this podcast. I'm going to listen to it for the very first time. And you don't know anything really about us. We walked through infidelity uh, 11 years ago. Um, so Heather had an affair and we have learned so much about marriage since that time. Our marriage has been completely restored, transformed, redeemed, and we love to be able to share that with people. And that's why we attract people that are going through major marriage crises like that or something similar. So we, we know that when it happened to us, We went on this massive search for, please, somebody tell us that you've been through something like this so that we can relate to somebody and at the same time, we can look and say there's some hope. Right. So that's why people find us a lot of times. And just like what we were saying, we got some messages just this week where people were, they literally use those words. They were like, I'm just happy to know that I'm not alone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so part of why we're telling this is to say, yes, all marriages have conflicts. Mm-hmm. At the same time, there are a lot of people that their conflict goes way beyond this story mm-hmm. that you just shared. Right. And that's when it gets into the land of nobody talks about it. Right. And so then all of a sudden people think I'm the only one, Mm -hmm. you know, we say this all the time. We talk about when we used to rock our kids in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. and they were screaming and Mm -hmm. we were like, there's nobody else that's ever had to deal with Mm -hmm. this. We're the only ones that our kids wake it to. Yeah. And obviously that's not true, but that's how you feel. Right. And when you go through these conflicts and you go through these marriage issues and crisis, that's how you feel. And so when you find something to latch on to and something that you can look at and say, okay, well, it's not normal, it's not good, it's not right, but somebody else has been there and has made it through it and there's hope and yeah. we can too.
0: That's right. That's right. And you know, it's that's what I want that's what I want people to hear from this, that conflict is normal. I mean, it is. Conflict's normal. And I'm not talking about to this extent or to the extent of other ways that we've mentioned. But their conflict is normal. Um, it's just like when we talk to our kids, and this has been a recent conversation, so it's fresh on my mind, about anger. Getting angry is normal. It's And anger, like getting angry, is not a sin. It's what you do with it. Mm-hmm. And that is, and that's exactly what I think that that this is when there when there is a conflict when your wife hurts your feelings or your husband hurts your feelings or they come at you then you have a choice in how you're going to deal with it and you're going to choose to deal with it in the flesh what your flesh wants to do and that's obviously going to be your gut reaction Mm -hmm. or you're going to choose to handle it in a godly manner you know, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5 talks about taking your thoughts captive, that we don't wage war as the mm-hmm. world does. We have to do it different. And we have to take our thoughts captive and make, it, make them obedient to Christ. And so when someone, the conflict, when your spouse comes at you, you have a choice to take that thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. And how his desire um, would be for you to treat your spouse in return. And so with that being said, yes, it's normal, but we've got to find better ways on dealing with conflict than what we have done in the past that have gotten us into all of these issues and deeper holes mm-hmm. that... um that people are contacting well, us so, about
1: so so much of it is communication. Sure, and we talk about communication a lot because if we were to survey all of our listeners and say, "What's your number one one number one issue in marriage?", m- the majority would say communication. Absolutely. And so you know we've talked through tools and things that you can do, and like I'm as you're reading this and as you read this, I'm thinking to myself. How could they have prevented it from getting this far? Escalate. Like because yeah. you could tell that the the husband it was an every night thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he was used to it. So much. he said he rearranged the. See, I was listening. Mm-hmm. He rearranged the tools on his pegboard like six yeah. times yeah. recently. Because just to get out of the he house, he just had to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like this was just all of a sudden. Right, this is stuff that was ongoing and was happening. And I think if there were some tools in place that prevented them from getting this far. And I know we talk about the heart talk all the time. We can put in the show notes the episode where we actually talked about heart t- the heart talk. Um, but that's the kind of thing that keeps conversations like this from just escalating. Right. Because it gives a platform for someone to actually share their feelings without... Knowing that they're not going to be attacked right. back. Right. And that's because, what you were, that's yeah. what you've been talking about through this whole thing. Right. It and, just and, goes back and forth, back and forth,
0: back and, and forth. And I read this and I think, okay, how differently it could have gone if she said, hey, you know, welcome home. Glad you're home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, your dinner's cold, but welcome home. And, you know, I I got some things that I want to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. I want to give you some time to unwind and, you know, come in, eat your dinner, whatever, but when you're ready, mm-hmm. I I really have some things I want to I want to talk to you about and have a heart talk. Well, then she can calmly say, and it's not an attack at that point. It's not an attack. It's
1: just I have to share my feelings right. with you. Exactly. I have to share my heart right. with you.
0: And then he's able to do because he, when she slammed on him about, um, especially when she got per with the kids, you know, you didn't even know he had a test that's hurting his, his, his pride. Mm-hmm. And it's like, gosh, I'm not a good dad. I mean, she didn't have to say that mm-hmm. he felt it, you know? And then he re he then responds out of that hurt Right, and it's tr- I want to hurt you now exactly because you're you are hurt perfect me. Either. That's right. So if you, since you hurt me, let me find a place to hurt yeah. you so that we're both hurt. And so, it, and and I genuinely believe that that's how ninety plus percent of conversations go. Yeah, they it it hits a hurt. Right. and then they want to hurt them back
1: and you don't and and you guys know because you've had these these conflicts before in these conversations you don't even listen to what's being Mm-mm. said at that point you're trying to think because of what you're, you're saying thinking about yeah because if you're gonna attack me i'm coming right mm-hmm. back at you mm-hmm. and so the heart talk it gives a platform for one person to speak the other person has to come back and say this is what i heard you say there is no comebacks. There's mm-hmm. no rebuttal. It is, this is what I heard you say. Whether you agree with them or not, you are saying, I hear you. Mm-hmm. And you validate what you've heard because it's their feelings, whether right. you agree with them or not. And then you let it go. Yeah, And you can come back at it some other point and revisit it. And you can call the heart talk and all that kind of stuff. You can listen to all that. But there's just, there has to be an opportunity to for a spouse to be able to share in a safe space, to be able to share their feelings. And I know we've gone longer than we probably should because you had to read something that was like pages and pages and pages. It was that. I'm just kidding. It's just three. But in all of this, this, I think people listened to that story and thought that's not all that bad because we do get a lot of listeners that it's way beyond that. And so what I want our listeners to hear is you're not alone. No matter what stage of conflict you're in, if it is just this nightly ritual of going at each other's throats a little bit or if it's escalated into something much bigger, you're not alone. And and so I want you to feel freedom to go and tell somebody if that's us we're honored that we're having this issue and we need somebody to pray for us maybe even have an opportunity to talk with you at some point we just want you to know that you can look at a marriage that has been in massive conflict that goes way beyond just this this argument um, but went so far as to almost being completely destroyed uh, by an affair but to where we are now I would say that even that type of conversation rarely, if ever, happens in our house yeah. because we've learned so much. Right, and so you can come back from really the death of a marriage right. to where we where, to where we are now. Right, and so that's what I want to encourage our There's listeners. Hope. You good? You yes, done? Absolutely. We done? Okay, we went yep. long. Sorry, Sorry, people. Um, I know you guys are like, what is there like a time limit or something? Not really, but we just try to be respectful of your time. Hopefully. You enjoyed our discussion um, of conflict, and we would love to hear from you this week. So, you know, you're hearing us talk about people that write into us and reach out to us. We would love for you to be one of those people. If you've got something we can pray for, please send us a message. Go to our website, theredeemedmarriage.com. There's a way to contact us there. We'd love to hear from you. So until we get back together next week, hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you next time.